0: So on a podcast that talks about all kinds of topics from UFOs to natural disasters, conspiracy theories, and of course monsters, man, I love my monsters. Every now and then I feel like, you know, you can find a thing that's a real life monster, a real life terror, a thing that. Nobody can debate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you could run into it tomorrow. You could take a trip and go see one today. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's a story I may have related before. I'll relate it again later in this particular podcast. But one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in real life is directly related to this particular topic. And I'm talking about feral hogs. Feral hogs, another name for domestic pig gone wild, or, or even a, a wild pig that's descended from domestic animals that had gone wild. It's a term applied to wild boars, which can also interbreed with domestic pigs. Mostly a problem in America and Australia, but you're talking 450 pound monster pigs with six inch curved tusks that will have no problem attacking a person in broad daylight and even notwithstanding attacks devastate millions billions of dollars of property a nuisance animal wherever they're found most states don't even put a limit on how many of them you can kill all because somebody wanted to hunt some pigs one day so we're going to talk about feral hogs tonight
1: from a child born into this world we are taught what to believe close-minded we become fearful to be deceived Still we desire to know what lies beyond that locked door, the art of the storyteller conjuring tales of legend and lore, history hidden, lost knowledge, things forgotten, and the unknown. These are the things that direct us and will set the tone. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Nightmares
0: on the Lost Highway. I know, Eric, you said you had some problem with this one, which... I struggled a bit with this one. Kind of. You know, the flip side of that is I have more notes for this topic than I do anything else we're going to talk about today.
1: I, of course, went back and did the early history, being the historical. <laughs>
0: well, so like I said, feral hogs, they can grow to be up to 450 pounds or bigger. I'm going to get into that later on. With massive six-inch curved tusks or bigger, which I'll get into later. Uh, but they, of course, a, a problem in the United States and southern Canada. I, Australia has a problem with wild hogs. I believe Australia has horror movies based on wild hogs. I'm going to get into a story where we talk about wild hogs in in you know Europe. They're basically a problem wherever they're at. They introduce these wild hogs. It starts as a, you know, well, oh, we're going to hunt some some pigs, you know. It'll be fun, they said. What could go wrong, they said? You know, we we use the phrase breed like rabbits, but you know, after reading about wild hogs and learning a little more about them you breed like my, hogs.
1: You breed like wild hogs. And every time you say that, let me say a kid of the eighties, you know, I, I have flashbacks when you say wild hogs, it's like girls gone wild. Well, this is hogs gone wild.
0: Well, I, I think (laughs) of a, of a, you know, eighties horror movie. I remember seeing when I was a kid called Razorback, which was, Mm. I think about a a giant hog in, in Arkansas. If I remember correctly. Arkansas Razorback. I might, I might be mistaken where it was, but still like it was about a giant killer pig. I said, you know, the U S and Southern Canada specifically is kind of what I'm focused on. And the southern Canadian hogs are sometimes referred to as super pigs. They are a crossbreed that has adapted well to Canadian winters. They are hardier than other breeds. I've seen them. They're kind of furry even. So they, they, and they, they just dig into the snow. One of the stories I read is, is that they'll dig into the snow. You'll actually see steam rising up out of these the hog dens. But they'll bury in under the snow because, you know, snow will trap warmth. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things they tell you. If you're trapped out in the wilderness in the snow, you dig underneath the snow, it'll trap warmth. But you'll actually see the steam rising up. They'll dig into the snow and, and keep warm and forage, and they actually continue to root around underneath the snow to get food. Yeah, they're they're very destructive, apparently. You know, I'd I'd read some articles before. One of the things I think about is I was I was actually getting my car inspected one time, and I was sitting there at the 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 shop, and there was a field and stream issue, and I read a an article about wild hogs, and this was you know it's probably almost twenty years ago at this point, maybe fifteen. But the guy was talking about how uh, they're such a nuisance and they're basically open season everywhere you go. And he was talking about people hunting them with spears. He'd gone on a hog hunt.
1: Oh, wow. Knew a
0: guy who had, like, got his leg torn open. I mean, they're vicious animals. Here's a big pokey stick. Go after that big hog. Yeah, I can not imagine hunting anything with a spear in this day and age. But apparently, you know, some people like the thrill of the hunt like that. Uh, Some of my numbers are going to be dated here. But as of 2013, the estimated population of U.S. feral pigs was about 6 million. By the early 2000s, the range of feral pigs in the U.S. begins in the mountains surrounding California. It crosses over, continues consistently east towards the Louisiana bayous and forests, includes the entire Florida peninsula, and then you go northward through all the forested areas and the swamps in the southeast all the way up to the northeast, uh, north along the Appalachian Mountains as far as upstate New York, So you can talk about Appalachian monsters not that long ago. Here's another one. Yep. They have a growing presence in the states around West Virginia and Kentucky, with Texas having the estimated largest population of 2.5 to 2.6 million.
1: Absolutely. Hands down. Texas, you've got it. Yeah.
0: There's even a population of feral pigs on the island of Hawaii. So basically anywhere there might be pigs, you're bound to find feral pigs. Ultimately, over 38 states have documented feral pig populations. And in Australia, since 1987, feral pigs have been considered to be the most important mammalian pest of Australian agriculture. They have also become a new food source for crocodiles, which has accidentally helped increase the number of crocodiles in Australia. Oopsie. A country known for essentially everything wanting to kill and eat you. Let, let's, We're let's going to breed them bigger and better. Let's, let's make more crocodiles. And, you know, on top of just being physically dangerous to people, feral hogs cause billions of dollars of damage every year by devastating the land they forage on and destroying farmland and crops. Because, you know, pigs forage by rooting around underground with their snouts and their tusks. A group of feral pigs can ravage acres of planted fields in just a few nights. Since they're omnivorous, which means they eat basically anything, they're a danger to plants and animals. Wild pigs will eat goslings and ducklings. That's been documented as well as being able to take down, in some cases, adult white-tailed deer. I can't imagine, I mean, a deer is fast and pretty sizable, and these h- hogs are big enough to, like, take them out. I mean, come on. Feral pigs have also been determined to be potential hosts for at least 34 diseases or parasites that can be transmitted to livestock, wildlife, and humans. And did we mention those tusks that can slice and, and get into your
1: meat and your flesh with all the poison, nasty diseases? And-
0: yeah, they're horrible animals. And they don't smell good. No. Well, no. <laughs> In some cases, other wildlife is just outcompeted by feral hogs. A sow can become pregnant as early as six months old and can give a birth to multiple litters of piglets every year. So, again, that breed like rabbits, you might change it to breed like hogs. Apparently, I mean, again, they're just, you can't decimate their numbers. They just replace them. In the U.S., the problems caused by feral pigs Is made even worse by the relatively small number of animals that can actually feed on them. Bobcats and coyotes can take feral piglets or weakened hogs, but they're not large enough to challenge a full grown boar, which can be as much as three times or more in weight. So, you know, coyotes, you ever see a coyote? Yeah, man, we're from Missouri. I've seen coyotes. They're not real big.
1: They're opportunists, too. They're going to see that big thing and be like, nope, moving along for another meal somewhere else.
0: In Florida, Feral pigs make up a significant portion of the Florida panthers diet, and other predators in America include the gray and red wolves, mountain lion, jaguar, alligator, and then black and grizzly bears. But if you think about any one of those, those, those predators are typically limited to small areas of the country. You know, wolves are typically kind of northwest, cougars are kind of central, jaguars in the south, alligators in the swampy southeast. You got black bears kind of all over the country, but grizzlies are pretty much limited to, again, the northwest north. up, you know, Oregon, Washington, things like that. So you've got really small ranges. I mean, that, even in the article I was reading, it talked about like, you know, a grizzly bear would have no problem eating a feral hog, but, but there's just not again, a lot of grizzly bears.
1: A grizzly bear, you're going to eat one, you're going to yeah, be full I mean, for e- a e- while. E- e- and there's, you know, a hundred more right there. Earliest history would be the Archaeotherum or the Antelodons. Now, these were four times larger than their counterpart, you know, the the typical domestic farm pig or hog. Dates back millions of years ago. The Archaeotherum is a genus of the family of pigs that roamed the forests of, right here, North America, some 20 to 30 million years ago. Now, these are documented. We have skeletal remains documented as being as tall as six foot at the shoulders And armed with tusks as large as ten to twelve inches, the size of a large
0: Bowie knife, so even cavemen had to worry about feral hogs. But theirs were a lot worse. And I mean, this size of a horse, (laughs) six foot tall at the shoulders, can
1: you imagine? Now, descendants of the prehistoric beast still roam the earth today, although obviously not quite as large. They are known as feral hogs. Their name is derived from beliefs that wild hogs have mixed with breeding and common pigs on uh, domesticated. Uh, especially in the southwest regions of the U.S., escaped or were set free. Then these hybrids go wild, similar to that of a feral dog. Some, of course, which we've talked about, they could mix with coyotes or wolves. Uh, in beliefs, house cats, feral cats, you know, that might mix with wild cats. Well, now there's the possibility that we may have domesticated boars, hogs, pigs that could have mixed with the true wild hogs, and or We are calling them feral hogs. We kind of got a couple things here that could be going on. Regardless, they they have tusks, as Bill said, you know, four inches, six inches, and some at length easily can rip through the flesh and hide with ease. The tracks left by these things are the size of an adult man's hand. I'm not talking fist. I'm talking fingers spread out. Think about that. That's the size of, of these footprints. These are true monsters ripped right out of any nightmare. They're aggressive and will openly charge their prey or anything that comes into their territory uh, with these knife-like tusks, easily taking out small prey. And on occasion, even a grown man, as Bella said, they'll, they love to take you out by the legs and get you down. And actually, they say that's one of the things if you're ever attacked and you go down, don't stay down or you will not get ever, ever back up. You have to get up. You cannot stay down. Because then you have those tusks, and as, as Bill mentioned, all these diseases and all this stuff, just right there at your face and chest level. And there's, there's no
0: way. There's no way that you can defend yourself. So attacks on human beings are rare, but incidences are increasing. Obviously, as these populations grow, you know, people are going to encounter them more often. They can be extremely dangerous to people, particularly when, when the pigs travel in herds with their young. They, they would rather flee when threatened. But still they should be avoided if at all possible. And they have been known to attack sometimes even without provocation. Now most of victims are adult males traveling alone and on foot, which I'm going to assume is because hunting. Hiking, out, hunting. Out in the wilderness. The most frequent result is a mauling, or, you know, sometimes, if you're lucky, no injury, with most mauled injuries being on the legs and feet, because again, that's that's the level where they're at. Yep. Injuries being primarily punctures and lacerations from teeth and tusks. Uh, which can be quite extensive. Serious infections and toxemia can be the result of these injuries, like you said, because of diseases and and bacteria. And fatal attacks are typically the result of blood loss. Male and female hogs of any age have been known to attack people, solitary males as well as groups. There have been over 100 documented attacks by feral pigs on humans in the U.S. between the years of 1825 and 2012. And of these attacks, five have been fatal. Now I'm going to talk about some, some hog attacks here. Uh, one of which was fatal uh, that I have documented. Just going to read through these and kind of describe them. But these, these stories are scary. October 2019, James Dean, not the James Dean, of course. He was long since passed. Uh, but James Dean had been called to Melbourne, Florida to trap a hog that had been terrorizing the area and had been seen chasing two teenage girls at one point. So this was already a nuisance animal. He's already proved himself to be aggressive. So he, he trapped the beast with a, well, you know, trap. I guess it goes without saying, how else do you trap a beast? But anyway, while attempting to transfer the creature from the trap that he had in the wild to a transport trap so he could relocate it, it, get, it got free. And it attacked him. And, of course, he was terrified. Now, as he tried to retrap it, it attacked him. And he suffered serious injuries in the process. Uh, it tore through his calf muscle and his kneecap with its tusk. Mm. Which, there were pictures, but they were blurred, thankfully. It was a news website that I found this. It took a series of chunks out of his arm, and it nearly blinded him. Now, he fell to the ground during the attack. You don't, like you said, you don't, don't want to stay on that. the ground. Don't want to do that. Uh, but he hit his head, and it kind of stunned him. And and so he, he, didn't, he couldn't react. He also suffered a significant amount of blood loss. And he was slipping in and out of consciousness. Uh, he, he did manage to get the beast back into the trap finally, so it couldn't get away. And finally, while he's bleeding out on the sidewalk, he calls his son. Now, he kind of explains what's going on. His son raced to the scene and applied some emergency first aid while calling 911. And the responder said if it hadn't been for his son, he would have died. Now, you said was bleeding out on the sidewalk? So is this like in in town? town, Yeah. This isn't even out in the woods. No, this is in town. Holy crap. His his son said when he showed up, he he thought his dad had been murdered. He said this looked like like a brutal attack with blood everywhere. And, uh, yeah, like, his dad was bleeding out. Seriously, he applied some tourniquets and, and, you know, put pressure on some stuff. And, and like I said, if it had not been for his son showing up, this guy would have bled to death on the street mm. from a wild hog. November 26, 2019, 59-year-old Texas woman Christine Rollins is attacked and killed only a few feet away from the front door of her workplace. Now, she was a caregiver for an elderly couple, and I think they were in their 80s. And she would go to their home, and she would be there. She was leaving one night at the end of the day. You know, made sure everything was taken care of as she's leaving. Apparently a herd of feral pigs attacked her. This would be the town of Anahuac, Texas. This was the fifth documented fatal feral pig attack in the U.S. since 1825. Um, now the Chambers County Sheriff Brian Hawthorne stated that multiple hogs assaulted Rollins during the pre-dawn hours. She'd left early. It was between 6, 6.30 a.m. I guess she'd been there all night. She was leaving in the morning had apparently stepped off the porch. This was in town again. Can you imagine? Yep. I mean, you get up and you're walking off the front step right here in the street on the sidewalk in town. It, it, it was still dark outside. They say she died of blood loss as a result of her injuries. Uh, and again, the sheriff went on record as saying, quote, in my 35 years, I will tell you, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen.
1: Well, I'm thinking about maybe, hopefully the 80-year-old couple inside was asleep. But I they, mean, w-
0: they were. The way her body was discovered was actually, I guess they got up to go check the mail, get the paper, whatever, went out their front door of 8, 9, 10 in the morning, and and Hours later.
1: Because I'm thinking, I mean, one, what could they do possibly, but two, oh, I mean, that would yeah. be horrible to, Like just be watching out the windows of your house of, of this happening. February
0: 12th, 2020, a Montgomery County, Texas man was awoken about 4 a.m. by his dogs barking. So he goes outside to see what his dogs are doing, what they're barking at, what's going on. And they're fighting a wild hog out in the yard. So he's trying to like, you know, run it off as, as, as it, you know, the hog becomes aware of his presence and it charges him. Now he took shelter behind an enclosed fish pond, So I'm guessing he has some kind of raised pond in his yard. He gets behind that, so that's when the hog decides it's going to go in the house and see what it can find. <laughs> it breaks the back door off of its hinges. Oh, wow. So his wife hears all this commotion, and she comes outside to see what's going on. And that's when the hog charges at her. Uh-oh. So I guess in the t- in the at some point in time, this guy had, was able to get to a crossbow. He kills the hog before it can do any harm to his wife. Obviously, you know, protecting his family. But but man, I mean, trying to go in the house even, how many wild animals do even do that?
1: Actually, I saw video footage while I was doing research for this, and it was overseas. I didn't actually say where, but like a beauty salon?
0: Oh, I, I did not have that one. These, I was going to say, I have one from Japan. But.
1: It was like a beauty salon slash manicure, pedicure place. I mean, very distinguished, up, upbeat, and these people are all in here. They're laid back in these recliner chairs, and the people are working on <laughs> them. And then you see a guy like point towards the, out the front window and you see this single hog and it wasn't a large one. I I would say probably two and a half foot. It just barges through (laughs) the door. It just like opens the door and comes in. And of course people are scrambling. They're jumping over counters. One guy grabs a broom and just starts trying to beat the hell out of this pig with this broom. Well, then it figures out I, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't want to be in here. <laughs> so they're trying to get the door open. One guy is hiding behind the glass door. You can see him and you, know, and they're trying to skew the pig out Well, the pig stops, sees him darts through the, breaks the glass of the door, hits him in the legs. He takes off running. Well, then the, the, the hog's looking at the glass and he's like, oh yeah, I could totally just go right through this glass too. He backs up and goes through the same hole in the door, <laughs> goes back out on the street.
0: It's like, what the heck just happened? It's, it's crazy. November 21st, 2022, Brendan Bennett from Palestine, Texas, goes out to check on one of his trail cams. Now, he'd set it up near a feeder full of corn. And uh, if you're not familiar with hunting, you know, feeders, they're kind of a silo-shaped deal and it's got some legs on it and it just feeds out corn at the bottom. Bait traps with? Yeah. And usually they're for deer, yeah. uh, which I would assume was the case in, with this one. But he, uh, he got there. It was after dark. He found that the feeder had been empty. There's no corn there. He said he had filled it up. It was a lot of food. <laughs> said he could smell what he thought was a boar, but he couldn't see anything. You, you know, again, it was dark. Suddenly, the, the boar erupted from the underbrush, making a sound that he said was, quote, unlike anything I've ever heard before. He started backing away when he felt the boar's snout catch him just under the kneecap. The next thing he knew, he's laying on his back, looking up at the sky. Mm. This beast knocked him on his, on his backside. He said he felt he'd been knocked at least five feet from where he'd been standing when this hog hit him. Now, he, he, he kind of starts trying to get up and he's looking around and the pigs turning to come at him again, but it kind of hesitates, like it's taking stock of what's going on. That gave him enough time to swing up his rifle and just shoot. I mean, just kind of instinct shooting from the hip, boom, hits it, he kills it. Him and his father estimated that the boar must have weighed over 300 pounds. It did not have an exit wound from being shot by a rifle. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. but. The way they described it, he had hit the pig in the front shoulder, where I guess they have a shield. They call it a shield. It's a, a layer of tissue underneath the skin. It covers the shoulder, but apparently it's very dense, and it, it's meant to make them pretty darn near invulnerable in the front like that. This is about two inches thick, and the bullet, when it, when it hit and got into that area, it fragmented into more than 20 pieces. Dang. Again, these things are built to last. Now, this boar had four-inch tusks. Numerous scars, puncture wounds, and a torn ear. They said he was, he was an old and old pig, and he'd been in some fights. Now, the one that I thought you were going to talk about a minute ago, February 22nd, 2023, a feral hog is filmed attacking a snowboarder in Miyoko, Japan. I saw this one. Did you see this yes. one? This one. So this boar just comes charging out of the woods of this snowboarder. He's at a resort. And I'm sorry. I guess and I know you mentioned it earlier.
1: I don't think about wild boars being in a snow. Oh,
0: they're everywhere. I, 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 yeah, but I just, yeah, you're out here skiing. This is a resort. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. So this guy, he was kind of chilling for a minute. He's kind of getting ready to head back to the resort when this hog just comes out of the trees and goes straight for him. And yeah, Eric, if you saw the video, yeah. I mean, it, it, it don't deviate. It's straight at this. It plowed him. And it knocks him down and then keeps coming at him, trying to get to him. Now he's able to, to sort of hold it off with his snowboard, which is still attached to his feet. I might add. If you've never been snowboarding, I, I I have a couple of times. You strap into this deal; it is buckled to your feet. So he, he's kinda, he's kind of
1: kicking uh, it and using it as a shield, yeah. and
0: then it turns its attention from him and charges another guy who's trying to get its attention. And this guy is wielding his his, his snowboard like a club. Yeah, like he's ready. He knows what's going on, and he kind of swings at it a few times, hits it a couple times, and finally manages to send it. It, it takes off it and it runs. It doesn't run back to the woods. It's running through the resort. Yeah. It takes off nope. running through some buildings and, and yeah. disappears.
1: I'm thinking that would make a great ad for the snowboard. You know, <laughs> whatever company made that snowboard, our snowboard oh, hold up.
0: I guess the board, the guy who got knocked down, he broke his board and it was a rental.
1: Okay. Not a bad, not a good ad there for but that one. Then.
0: I guess when he went to the place, they were like, no. Like you broke it, <laughs> you you you're gonna pay us for it. And he's like, seriously, I was attacked. Oh my god! Finally, they had to like see the video to be like, oh my god, you were March seventh, twenty twenty three. This one I I thought was pretty intense. Steve Easton, a man in his seventies, was relaxing at a barbecue when he was attacked by a massive feral pig in Otago, New Zealand. Now I guess he's sitting there, he's having his barbecue, he's got some friends over, just chilling in the Probably backyard. Got him a
1: brewski in his hand, yeah. just
0: just chilling relaxing. As he's sitting there, he sees a group of pigs in his garden and he's, you know, you don't know, want a bunch of pigs in your garden. Like we talked about earlier, they, they tear stuff up, they dig around, they root around, they're going to eat his, his crops. So he's just, he's going to run them off, right? So he gets up, he walks over, he's trying to chase away the smaller pigs and he, I guess they take off. He turns around and he's confronted by a large, a large adult boar. Big daddy. And, and he says, as soon as he turned around, it was 10 feet away and closing already. I mean, it was charging him. Like at the last minute, it looked like it was going to swerve to go around him. I guess straight line was going to take him past. He thought it was going to pass him up, but I guess last minute it swerved and just plowed right into him. I guess it knocked him into the air and then down an embankment that was about three feet. So he was knocked into the air and then fell down this embankment about
1: three feet. And this is like a 75, 80-year-old man.
0: Yeah, 70s. In his 70s. It said the tusk grazed his face, narrowly missing his eye. Dislocated his shoulder in the process, and it knocked him out for like 25 minutes. When he, when he came to, he had blood coming out of his nose, his mouth, and his eye. He didn't know how badly he'd been hurt. I guess he came centimeters away from losing his eye. Mm. They, they said it was really bad. In April, April 13th, 2023, a wild pig attacks a farmer several times in his own front yard just north of Tolna, North Dakota. The farmer was finally able to shoot and kill the animal because he's fear, obviously in fear for his life. And experts that that took the pig's body said it was an escaped domestic hog. Mm -hmm. So it didn't take long for it to turn wild. And then here's another one that, again, just caught me totally off guard. I was shocked when I read it. July 31st, 2023, a woman and a 15-year-old boy are attacked and injured in a Hong Kong subway station. It went in the subway. Yeah. The boar was caught on a closed-circuit TV system, the security cameras making its way down an escalator to the platform. my gosh. So the woman is going up the other escalator and the boar must've felt threatened when it's her. but I guess it jumps over, attacks her, ramming her in the stomach. It knocks her down and then goes after her feet and her legs. She's curled up trying to protect herself. You know, obviously she didn't know that you got to get back up, but she's curled up trying to protect herself. She's screaming for help. So, so some nearby, you know, good Samaritans heard her cries and run over, which included the 15 year old that I mentioned above. He tries to chase it away, but he also gets knocked down, and it starts attacking his arms. They both suffered bite wounds. They did manage to kill the hog, and this particular boar was about 150 pounds, 4 feet long. So they don't have to be very big to do a whole lot of damage. No, and a lot
1: of them aren't real muscle-bound. They look kind of scrawny looking. They I think that's because they're impressive. wild. I mean, you know, a big animal is going to take a lot of protein and a lot of quality food. You
0: think domestic hogs that you see at a farm, which are being grown for their size. so I mean, hundred pounds yeah. of
1: corn that they eat in a day or whatever. I've got another uh, a story of an attack, basically. This takes place in Fayetteville, Georgia. Fayetteville, Georgia, uh, William Kersey encountered yet another one of these monster hogs. Now, Mr. Kersey's wife and son, they were out running errands one day, returning on the highway, when they spotted this large black hog uh, of unbelievable size and proportions. They spotted another man who had also pulled off the side of the road and found out it was actually the landowner of the property, an elderly man. So they pull off alongside and start talking to him, and they want to confirm what they thought they were seeing, but they didn't dare get out of the vehicle. Now, the hog just stared at him, and, uh, you know, it was foraging for acorns or whatever there, kind of on the ditch side of the woods, just right off the highway. The landowner asked if they knew anyone who might be able to come and shoot the hog, as he had been seeing it, and he was worried, obviously, about his livestock and the property. The son volunteered uh, his father, said, you know, we're, we're on the way home, and dad's down here, and he's got deer rifles and, and everything, so he could probably do it. So they sped uh, the rest of the way home and informed the dad, William, of what they had seen. He goes, I'll grab my twenty two and we can go look at it. <laughs> his son said, Dad, Dad, you, you don't understand. You're going to need something a lot, you know, a lot larger than a twenty-two. So he kind of shrugged his shoulders, and he grabbed his deer rifle, loaded it with all four bullets, the max that it would hold. To make matters worse, poor Dad here, he was currently on crutches with a broken leg. But he did go quickly, along with uh, the wife and the son. They returned back, and they found the beast uh, with son's help right where they had left it. He exited the vehicle. And he could not believe his eyes. He braced himself on one crutch, kind of leaning against (laughs) the truck. And he knew that if this thing started to charge, there was obviously no way he was going to outrun it with uh, a broken leg. So he started immediately deducting, well, if I stay here close, maybe I can throw myself back over into the truck bed or at least get behind the door, get back in the truck. The monster hog just continued to eat, kind of looked up at him. And he made the decision... I'm just going to shoot immediately. He didn't get to warn his son, his wife. He literally just pulled up the rifle and he wasn't going to take any chances. It did seem a little strange that this big monster hog actually never seemed aggressive at all towards any of the watchers, including the landowner who was still there and had been watching it for probably 30 minutes. You know, William Curtsy, the the man who shot him, he, even after he pulled a gun out, the, the hog didn't seem to know what a gun was or relate that, you know, he was there to hurt him. There's a photo online of this black monster hog with it spilling out of a blue tractor with a front end loader. Now those typically are about eight to ten foot in length. Its head was so massive it's hanging out of that bucket and the head alone, just in my own looking with the with the car and the tire, the head is the size of a car tire. I mean huge. It was officially weighed at a transfer station. And clocked 1,100 pounds, one of the largest to date.
0: So I, I alluded earlier, my own hog story. I think I've told it on the podcast before. If I have, you know, bear with me, you can skip this little part. It'll take a couple of minutes. But I was driving to go have a picnic with some friends, taking my family. We were meeting some family friends and the kids go play in the water down at the river. We were driving down some gravel roads, which was pretty common. You know, I hadn't seen a house for a while. But you know, you're driving down a gravel road, you're bound to run past some fences here and there. And as we're driving down the road, we come across this fence line and on the fence posts, either every fence post or like every other fence post for quite a while is a boar's head caped out, which I don't know if, uh, if you're not familiar with the term. That just means some of the, the hide from the neck and shoulder Still kind of hanging there. But they're hanging. There's a boar's head on each post for quite a ways. One of the creepiest things I've ever seen oh, so in that's, real life. That's out of
1: a horror movie.
0: Yeah, no, I was thinking like Texas Chainsaw yeah. kind of thing. And then as we pull up, we're driving down this road, and it's a gravel road. It's it's washboard, you know, rutted out. So we're going kind of slow anyway. We we see the house coming up, and there's like, like I said, and I'm talking to my wife. We get the windows down. We're talking, and I'm like, this is really, you know, like, it's creepy. It's like Texas Ch-. You know, I'm joking around. As we get to where the house is, we pull up even to where the house is. There's, there's a couple old boys on the porch and they start yelling at my car. I don't know what they were saying. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what was going on, but obviously, you know, I didn't slow down to have a conversation or anything. We skipped right on going again. One of the creepiest things I've ever seen in real life. I've talked to other people about it since. And of course, probably nuisance animals on their property. They were shooting them and killing them to get rid of them. I don't understand why they were putting the heads on their fence posts. That's a little morbid. So experts have warned us about the dangers of wild hogs a gentleman by the name of cajun bob thornberry which that's an awesome name i like it he said after the death of christine rollins if you walk up on a bunch of these hogs don't try to run because they can outrun you try to get close to a tree and if you can't get close to a tree at least carry a gun i think they can run about 40 mile an hour they can outrun a person like other wild animals feral hogs will attack when they're threatened They also have relatively poor eyesight, which causes them to be somewhat unpredictable since, you know, they don't really know what they're seeing. So, And hunters, when they hunt them, will put Kevlar on their dogs to protect them from the wild boars. I have from RestlessBackpacker.com how to survive a wild boar attack. Do tell us. Remain calm. Keep a safe distance. Slowly back away from the wild boar. Try to reach higher ground. Get up on a boulder on top of your car. Even climb a tree if you can. Keep your footing when attacked. Try sidestepping to quickly avoid being hit by its tusks. If all else fails, fight back with whatever is at hand. Sticks, rocks, your bare hands, a weapon if you have it. Caveman style. Yeah. Keep fighting until the mauling ends. Even when attacked, try to remain standing by all means. Yes. Since the boar can inflict more injuries to a larger area of your body when you're on the ground, which you referenced earlier. Now, to help prevent a wild boar attack, do not approach them under any circumstances. Refrain from feeding them under any circumstances.
1: That just seems
0: very foolish. Do not corner or provoke them in any way under any circumstances. That
1: includes coming out of your front door on a street.
0: (laughs) Remember, you cannot outrun a wild boar. They can reach speeds of 25, 30 miles per hour or more. They can clear a fence over three feet high. And they are able to climb out of a hole in the ground up to six foot deep. Wow. Sort of semi-related here. You know, you go to Yellowstone, if you go to, if you've ever been, they have signs everywhere. Don't pet the buffalo, you know, talk about feeding or, or approaching. Don't pet the buffalo. Buffalo kill more people than bears every year. Years, years and years later, after we had visited Yellowstone, so I was about twenty twenty one something like that, my sister told us there was a buffalo on the trail and we all kind of turned a corner and it's right there, scared the hell out of us, <laughs> right? Because, you know, buffalo kill people. I don't want to be this close to They're big. You could be close enough to smell it, you know? So my sister told us years later that she pet the buffalo before we walked away. Oh, my gosh. And all I could think of was the signs were everywhere. You're a relatively smart kid. I know you can read. Now, if I was 20, she would have been six or seven years old. You know, there's a 13-year age gap between us. But still, like, even when she told me that, it, it gave me a fresh fear. Like, what was I afraid of? It wasn't going to come and track her down in Missouri and get her. <laughs> but still, even, even all those years later, like, she was an adult when she told me this. Scared me all over again. Now, I believe you uh, were going to talk about some record hogs. I've got one in Anniston, Alabama. Now, this is one of the
1: largest feral hogs killed on file at 1,051 pounds. It was at Lost Creek Plantation. Now, it's near Anniston, Alabama. And it was over 12 feet long. It was killed in two thousand seven by get this, an eleven year old boy with a rifle and scope. This was kind of a nature hunting preservation area, so obviously they were there to hunt boar, but the chance to come across a boar of that size was just mind boggling. The father actually spotted it and allowed the son to take the shot. You know, it was at a safe distance, and again with the rifle and the scope, but brought down by an eleven year old boy, a 1051 pound hog over 12 feet long, and there is a great picture on the internet, if you're into to that kind of thing, of a dad and his son, and they are smiling from ear to ear <laughs> with this rifle laid up on top of this hog that literally looks like a boulder in front of them. Another in Florida a few years prior to 2007, about 2005, it was rumored to be an 1,100-pound feral hog was shot and killed in Florida by an Orlando fireman. Photos of this behemoth flooded the internet, being so large, it also had to be moved with a scoop, the front end loader of a tractor, to lift the carcass uh, from down over kind of an embankment at a hill. And while you can tell it is a massive, massive pig, unfortunately the weight or the size was unconfirmed before it was butchered. They only took a few pictures, uh, he did have the gun kind of laid out on top of it, so you can kind of use that as a measuring device, but the weight itself. There was really no good way to determine that. So there's a lot of speculation of these hogs that can reach you know, as Bill said, five hundred is is honestly relatively easy, but there are some of these that are, are tipping the scales at, you know, over a thousand, even eleven hundred pounds.
0: A lot of nose lines. These are the official records, the top five largest wild hogs ever taken by hunters. And this was as of January eighteenth, twenty twenty three. And I'm gonna start with the smallest and go up. And these are the official records, these are the documented Taken by hunter, uh, you have the South Texas Tank, as it's called. I'm gonna I'm gonna give nicknames to each of them. Well, the nicknames that were provided anyway. At 488 pounds, killed in Liberty County, Texas, in 2020. So that's 500 pounds right there. 500 pound hog. The North Carolina Mountain Monster, 707 pounds, killed in Transylvania County. I uh, love in Transylvania. It was shot when it charged downhill at one of the hunters out of the brush. It was seven feet four inches long. Mm. You have the California state record Rooter at 733 and a half pounds. Uh, it was killed in 2012 while on a guided hunt between Cloverdale and Fort Bragg. The Oklahoma Bruiser Boar at 760 pounds, killed in 2011. It was initially mistaken for a cow by the hunter. It Good was so big. Gosh, he put three arrows from a crossbow into the beast, only to see it get up and run away. Uh, he finally managed to hit it with another arrow in the lungs to to bring it down, and then. You have the biggest of the big, the legendary, Georgia's famous Hogzilla, an 800-pound boar, was killed in 2004 by Chris Griffin. Not the Chris Griffin of Family Guy fame, I'm sure. (laughs) It took nine shots from a 50 caliber revolver to put it down. Think now, about 50 that caliber revolver. Think about that. If you try to shoot it one handed, you'll probably break your wrist.
1: Yeah. You're going to dislocate shoulders after that many rounds. Was it
0: fit? I think a 50 caliber revolver is like $7 a shot. Mm. You know, it took nine shots to put it down. Nine he shots. shot it eight times and it took off. He had to chase it for three hours before finding it and finishing it off with a single point blank shot. That's a monster. It was a hybrid wild hog slash domestic pig. They tested it. They, they checked its genetics. Some folks claimed it was over 1,000 pounds and over 12 feet long. If you've seen the pictures, and sometimes they do a little bit of forced perspective, like they'll put the hog in the front. Always put the hog in the front. Lean, they're behind you know, they'll it. They'll get yep. back. National Geographic did later go back and exhume the body of the hog. They buried it. They were able to confirm that it did weigh at least 800 pounds and was over eight and a half feet long. But they said its tusks were like... Well over six inches long, depending. Some reports say 28 inches, which is ridiculous, but they, they were huge. This was a monster hog. I mean, I think they've even made movies, horror movies with the name Hogzilla, just monstrous, monstrous animals that are extremely dangerous, do billions of dollars in agricultural and, and property damage. Well, then that causes
1: water erosion. That causes, you know, all the feces and the urine going down to the creeks and the wells and It just, it's a domino theory.
0: They'll come into town. They'll come into your house. It's just crazy where they'll go and and how dangerous they can be.
1: But now we talked about, are are these really wild hogs? Are they crossbred? Are they feral? Meaning they were once domesticated and just got loose. Experts are skeptical of the stories that these are truly wild hogs. Therefore, we're calling this podcast feral hogs. Regardless of all the photos that's been taken, because as Bill said, alluded to, you know, you can stage yourself behind an object and push it kind of towards the the camera. You can definitely give the illusion that it's larger than maybe what it truly is. They believe that a, you know, feral hog is only surviving, you know, obviously on foresting food that they find in the wild. While there's a lot of brush and twigs and, you know, grasses and stuff out there. It's still not the greatest quality of nutrition to allow these wild hogs to grow to that enormous size. Instead, they believe these are most likely farm fed hogs that just got big and then were either let loose or, due to their size, pushed down fences, escaped somehow, and then becoming lost in the wild. To this point, the largest domestic hog on record, get ready for this, is from 1933. His name is Big Bill. Weighs in at 2,552 pounds, documented, well-documented. That is the same as a full-grown black rhino, to put that into perspective. He was very docile, traveled around with circuses and sideshow events, and often allowed children to lay next to him and have photographs taken with him. Very docile. This kind of seems to be the similar nature to the 1100 proposed black hog that I mentioned earlier with uh, Mr. William Kersey in Fayetteville, Georgia. He didn't seem aggressive at all. He just kind of looked up, went on about eating his acorns, and, you know, moved on with life. The skull of the monster black hog killed in Georgia has been examined by scientists and specialists, in particular Jack Mayer, a hog specialist in the United States. They compare it to the domestic hog skull and find it almost identical. One of the telltale signs is its molars. When a hog gets plenty of protein, as with farm feed and grains, their teeth are going to be more separated with gaps in the front between the tusks. True wild hogs, due to lack of a good diet, although it is plentiful, lacking that protein will have their molars tight and close together without much of a gap between their teeth at all. There's also a very noticeable difference in the forehead region of the hog's skull. The domesticated hog has more of a solid, sloped, like from the forehead all the way down to the nose, as did this black hog killed in Georgia. Where again, wild hogs will have a more distinguishable, almost divided sections of bone in this area, comprised of multiple bone pieces. This is thought from ramming and stuff that it won't break as easy and it will be able to give and flex, leading the proof that while this was a monster black hog, proposed to be at 1,100 pounds, It most likely was one that had just escaped sometime from a farm. Big hunts with massive counts. Now, as Bill has said, we talked a little bit about how quickly these things reproduce. They put rabbits to shame. But across the southern regions, in particular, the United States, there is open hunting season. It's been proclaimed, not so much for the giant hogs, but just literally to take out some of the massive numbers of these feral hogs. Because with hogs, as bill i think mentioned young females can have at least one if not more litters before they reach the age of one year old considering an average litter is at least 12 piglets and let's do a 50 50 scenario of that meaning 50 percent will be females you can see how quickly these will reproduce it's just growing exponentially now due to this some people disagree killing these creatures is wrong but there's really not much of a choice as a group of feral hogs can obliterate 10 acres or more of agriculture in a single night of fields. And for seasons, that means big dollars out of the farmer's pockets. Not to mention that overall damage they leave behind, rutting and mud wallows and runoffs that we talked about, soil erosion, and the list goes on and on. Some of these events, especially like in the Georgia and Carolinas, they have made into competitions where teams will come in and literally take out Hundreds, if not thousands, of feral hogs in a single day. They literally bring in flatbed trailers with stacks of hogs on them. And these are going to range anywhere from a piglet up to possibly a 500-pound hog or more. So, Bill, is it time for headlines?
0: Well, my headline... I thought was was very appropriate for what we're talking about. From the New York Times, July 22nd, 2023. How the hunt for a lioness near Berlin turned into a wild boar chase by Katie Edmondson. A hunt for a lioness on the outskirts of Berlin, which prompted the use of helicopters, drones, and even police officers outfitted with night vision goggles, came to an unexpected end after authorities announced that this was likely the case of mistaken identity. After experts analyzed grainy cell phone footage, which prompted a two-day search, they came to the same conclusion. We think that the photo is probably a wild boar. Now, of course, that's a rather anticlimactic end to a search that captivated apparently all of Germany and threw communities on the southern edge of Berlin into disarray after officials sent more than 100 police officers equipped with riot gear, thermal imaging cameras, and at least one armored vehicle to hunt down what they thought was an escaped lion. Uh, It all started when two men captured a short, blurry video of what they believed to be a lion chasing a wild boar and reported to the police. Police, attempting to determine where the lion came from, called the owners of a local circus to see if they were missing a lion, which they assured them they weren't. And then after that, alerts went out via media and local news stations, urging residents to stay inside and cancel any outdoor events, while police scoured the forested areas, searching for any sign of a lion at large a team from a nearby zoo went out prepared to shoot the lioness with a tranquilizer gun while a separate team of hunters was assembled and put on standby just in case the zoo couldn't do their job. The decision to call off the search was made after a resident called the police reporting that they had seen the lion and police flew a drone over the area and sent in a team of 30 police officers and found nothing except for a family of wild boars. Oh wow. Despite some amount of ridicule for mistaking a boar for a lion while speaking at a news conference, Mr. Grubert, the Klimaknow mayor, implored reporters to consider the risk that could have arisen from not taking the report seriously. Quote, imagine if it had been the other way around.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: Well, my headline actually found uh, in 2015
1: took place in Asia, and I, I will call it a mini-mall complex. For several days, many of the townspeople had noticed there was a particular, they called it a red hog, somewhere around 300 pounds, had been spotted uh, rummaging through trash cans, around dumpsters, had a near miss with a a gentleman in a back alley who climbed up on a dumpster, and he said that the hog kind of pursued him there for a period of 20 minutes or more while he waited for it to lose interest. But uh, on this uneventful day, in this mini mall it was typical had like convenience store setting it had multiple little shops people were inside the the little glass windows and in this area the windows were kind of tilted out allowing fresh air and everything to come through many people noticed this hog just walk into town literally like an old west gunslinger owning the entire town walking right down the middle of the street he paid no mind to cars bicycles pedestrians Anybody that approached him, he would kind of, you know, kind of dart towards them and they would scurry. He was feeling pretty proud of himself. You could tell <laughs> in the videos he decided that, uh, I guess dumpster diving wasn't the best life for him. So he goes directly into a restaurant. <laughs> Ironically, there was some people I think that were trying to exit the restaurant and it almost looked like held the door for him as he darted in. Uh, they you could tell they were just speechless. He darts right on in, goes over to a booth, goes underneath where people are sitting, eating. These people immediately jump up. They're trying to get up on top of the table. You know, and again, this 300-pound hog, it's, it's a nice big-sized hog, kind of with long red fur. It begins eating off the plates. People are die-bombing over top, landing on other people's tables. Food's crashing down everywhere. I'm sure the pig's thinking, hey, this is a smorgasbord. There is a, uh, a gentleman that comes out of the back. I'm assuming he's like a cook with what looks like a pan skillet in his hand and he's screaming at the hog and the hog starts to charge him. He then jumps up on the counter uh, where a couple of the waitresses are running out the front door. Mass evacuation, obviously, of the store. They finally get the hog to go through the kitchen, it is said, and out the back door and where the hog immediately goes in through another open back door of the (laughs) the mini mall this time into kind of a department store setting. And there's some people there looking like at T-shirts and and stuff, and they look underneath the racks, and here's this hog. And all of a sudden, it seems to realize, hey, this isn't the restaurant anymore. So he starts pulling down the racks. There's shirts flying. (laughs) There's caps flying. Stuff's falling. People are screaming. Well, this goes on for about an hour. They call the police. They call anybody that'll come and listen. There was one poor guy. I felt so sorry for him. He had what looked like, and I know what it is. It's a net to catch dogs, but seriously, it looked like (laughs) a big fish net. Yeah. Out here against a 300-pound hog. It's probably aluminum. I mean, if you catch it, do you really think you're going to even slow it down? They're out there trying to corral it. They end up pulling cars together to funnel it down the street so that it won't damage businesses. And they shoot it multiple times. Some said as many as six times at least two or three times didn't seem to phase it like in one of your stories and finally it just goes out the other side of town
0: when you started that i thought i had actually seen one you talk about the dumpsters that it was a a nuisance hog somewhere and it was eating out of dumpsters and it was the big ones like you see that back of a store or Mm -hmm. restaurant he was like five foot tall yeah, or whatever. getting up on his hind Flip. legs and eating out of those dumpsters. I was thinking that might be the story.
1: I saw some video footage of that, and it had, uh, this was like a mama, a sow, and it had its babies down there, and it was pulling food out of the dumpster, throwing it on the ground to, to take care of its, know, its young. It's
0: crazy how big they can be. And again, they just do not care. Well, <laughs> and, and
1: it's not that you're going out into the woods where you might expect to find something, as you mentioned. I mean, you could step off the front porch on a sidewalk, in a street. Be getting your nails done or your haircut or (laughs) sitting down for a nice meal, buying clothes. Having a barbecue with friends. Barbecue with a brewski and a beer. You know, know. when Bill brought this up, I will say I kind of struggled with it. But then when you think about it, you know, this is the sheer definition of a real life monster that many people, especially here in the United States, Texas in particular, but Georgia, the Carolinas, Virginia, Florida, I mean, goes on and on that have to deal with every single day. And these poor farmers, wow. I mean,
0: it doesn't get much more realistic than than that. Hey, real quick, call to action if you're a listener. I really, I've gotten to a point now with Nightmares on the Lost Highway, I think Eric would agree, we'd like to grow this a little bit. Absolutely. We have dedicated listenership. We get about 75 downloads in our first week or so, which I understand based on the numbers is not bad. But I think we could do more. I, I look at some other podcasts and I don't expect to be like the big guys and get thousands, but that'd be really nice. <laughs> but if you could, if you're listening on Apple, if you would go and give us a review and, and rate us, you know the more stars the better. But if you have some feedback, that's fine too. Uh, whatever whatever platform you're listening, follow us, rate us, give us some reviews. that helps get some recognition and gets our name out there. I'm gonna start adding hashtags to our Facebook posts. So that when people search particular topics, they'll come up a little more often.
1: That is another thing we brought up before. We do have a Facebook page, Nightmares on the Lost Highway. You can easily find us if you want to communicate with us. If you want to share some uh, possibilities for future
0: podcasts with us, you know, reach out. We want to talk with you guys. And this is a little, some business I got to talk to Mr. Eric about here in a moment. But I'm thinking about a possible new venue for Nightmares on the Lost Highway. So we may have an announcement here in the next couple weeks, or next month or so. Uh, it'll be a little bit of an endeavor, but it'll be a different way to, to get your podcast fix. Ooh. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed a new version
1: of a monster. We may all have to uh, learn to grow and to fear and to look as we walk down the sidewalks of our small little towns at night. But thank you so much for listening to yet another Nightmares on the Lost Highway. Testing, testing. Boo, 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 boo. La, 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 la. Aerial School of Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. Buddy, you're supporting me on this one. I, I got some. <laughs> this this was...
0: See, this one I have... Tough. I have more pages for this than I did anything else. I'm glad. No. Everything sounds fine to no, me. No, sounds great.
1: <clears throat> Will Ferrell Hogs. Will Ferrell hogs.
0: <laughs> okay, Eric. <clears throat> uh, apparently, a herd of, of peril... Ferrell. Uh, a Mont a uh, a Montgomery a, mo, uh, a Montgomery Montgomery. Yes. So he goes outside to see what the bogs are... Uh, the bogs. My gosh! I just want to add bees to everything. Baby, 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 I want to take a time to thank the people that helped bring this all together. Uh, Alex Tudor, you can almost call him our producer at this point. Sarah Tudor, who also helps with some of the technical stuff. I want to take a moment to extend thanks to Eric for letting us use his space to record in kind of our makeshift studio.
1: I, in turn, would like to thank Bill for, one, putting up with me and uh, (laughs) using this camaraderie to do something we both very much love and enjoy doing. And thank Bill's family for allowing him to spend all the time to work and clean up our recordings and present them in what uh, you hear in the final
0: uh, terms, uh, the final edition, if you will. And I'd like to thank all of you for continuing to, to listen. I know we've got some loyal followers out there. We do this as a labor of love, but we're, we're happy that there are people that enjoy it as hopefully as much as we do. Thank you very much.